Discerning Hearts presents In Search of the Still Point with Dr. Regis Martin. In episode 18, Dr. Martin reflects on the Feast of All Saints. I have known two saints in my life whose manifest holiness was apparent to everyone long before either one was canonized. The first was Mother Teresa of Calcutta, whom my wife and I once met and found absolutely entrancing. And the other, of course, was Pope John Paul II, with whom a kind providence arranged many encounters, mostly because of our children, whom he would unfailingly bless every time we showed up for an audience, which was, as often as possible, making us feel like a couple of groupies deploying our children as bait along the barricade to draw his attention, which was easy enough to do inasmuch as he was irresistibly drawn to children, also adults whose lives were immeasurably enriched by the grace of his company. So, what does one have to do to become a saint? I mean, since I've known a couple already and am surrounded by people who clearly are moving in that direction, what do they look like? What are the salient characteristics? A large halo worn about the head? Where can I get one of those? It reminds me of the story of St. Philip Neri, who had been sent to investigate the claims of a particular nun, widely reputed to be a saint. Knocking on the door of the convent where she lived, Philip asked if he might speak to the saint. I am she, came the reply. Philip left immediately. So there's no way to look the part. In fact, if you really are a saint, you're likely to be the last one to know. In other words, without humility, there can be no holiness. Anything else? What about an intense love for God and neighbor? Might that be the tipping point? Love of the one we do not see, combined with love of all the others we do see. Which is no easy thing, especially if, in looking for Christ in your neighbor, you keep bumping into someone just like yourself. For most of us, says T.S. Eliot, this is the aim never here to be realized, who are only undefeated because we have gone on trying. That's the key, I think, not giving up. Just showing up can be the beginning of the life of sanctity. The heroic moment, St. Jose Escriva calls it, when the alarm sounds and you answer it at once, resolving to give back to God the day he has just given you. Oh, yes, and joy which Leon Bois reminds us is the most infallible sign of the presence of God. Like Thomas More, who on his way to the scaffold turns to the headsman, Friend, he says, be not afraid of your office. You send me to God. And that arch-heretic Cranmer, who simply will not give up persecuting his enemies, demands to know how can more be so sure. He will not refuse, says more, 
one who is so blithe to go to him. What a lovely word that is, suggesting by an etymology reaching all the way back into the medieval world, a kind of joyousness or merriment in which the careworn preoccupations of the nervous and the neurotic are swept blissfully aside in the sheer moral certainty that God will not refuse one who goes to him with love in his heart and a smile upon his face. Happy Feast Day, and thanks for listening. This is Regis Martin in search of the still point. You've been listening to Dr. Regis Martin in search of the still point. For more episodes in this series, visit discerninghearts.com or you can find it in our free Discerning Hearts app or on many other streaming platforms. Discerning Hearts is a 501c3 nonprofit Catholic apostolate dedicated to evangelization and spiritual formation through the use of new media. To learn how you can support our mission, visit discerninghearts.com.